Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. And we're here to bring you more information for guys before, during, and after divorce. And as usual, we bring you a Cordell and Cordell attorney to share information. But today's no different in that, remember, this is not legal advice. We want to make sure this doesn't uh, create an attorney-client relationship because nothing can replace that initial consult. And we want you to go ahead and do that, whether it's with us or someone uh, who practices exclusively in family law, like we do. But certainly, we're available for a consult throughout the country, including the United Kingdom. You can reach us at 866-DADS-LAW. Find us on the web at cordellcordell.com or across social, including following our YouTube channel, where you're going to find podcasts just like this, including our virtual town hall, where we spend an hour with a Cordell and Cordell panel of attorneys. You get to log in, ask questions live, and get answers right then and right there. So we'll have another uh, virtual town hall coming up here in February. Make sure to check that out. Register in order to attend. You got to register. Just give us some simple, basic information. We want to see you join us, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, all matters regarding family law. So let's get started today. We're joined by litigation partner Dorothy Ripka in Ohio. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Let's talk about guardian ad litems. It's always, you know, and they may be, you know, called something I've, I've heard, you know, child advocate or child representative, or there's a name around the country and it obviously varies by uh, locale, but typically GAL, guardian ad litem, um, you know, we want to talk about the use of those, whether it's in a custody case, you know, uh, or what the court appoints. And we just want to kind of familiarize guys with the concept um, because it is confusing uh, how they're appointed, who's appointed, who are they? So let's kind of start there and uh, we'll work our way through this topic. Absolutely. Thank you. So one of the most common things I hear from guys when they come in is I've heard about this guardian ad litem thing. What is it? Who is it? What do they do? So it's very important to understand coming in. You'll hear people say GAL. Some people even say GAL. Guardian ad litem is a court appointed, normally attorney uh, appointed by the court in situations when there's abuse and neglect or even just a disputed custody matter. Uh, Their role is really to look at what what is in the best interest of your child or children and help make a recommendation to the court. That sounds very simple, but it's actually can be a very complex um, process, especially because they do write a very detailed report that goes into the court. um, And Scott can tell you um, most most courts really take a lot of umbrage with this. They think it's very important. They put a lot of weight on it. And so what you talk to the GAL about and what the GAL ultimately recommends to the court will have an extreme impact on your case. Um, So, and I I think that again, it's not definitive. The judge is still given uh, discretion to determine what's in the best interest, but knowing how the guardian ad litem will recommend you have a good idea of what the judge may do. So this is an opportunity to strengthen your case uh, before you go in front of the judge. You know, it is, it's, you know, I've talked a lot about this, not only this year and last year and in very, very seminars before, you know, judges are, and it depends on the locale. And I think some of them don't want to make the decision. And so they naturally like, well, I'm let the guardian. And they do. I mean, they have the power to override the guardian's decision or recommendations and go in a different direction. And I've been successful in doing that. And I'm sure you have as well. by really cross-examining the guardian and pointing out weaknesses in their conclusions. But you have a lot of judges who just don't want to deviate. And so they, this guardian has so much power. And there's, you know, so understanding where they're coming from, what they're going to do, what you should provide, 
you know, what their, you know, what recommendations they can make. It's critical whether or not you want one. Um, I am not one to grab a guardian unless I have no other choice in the matter, or unless it's, you know, triggered by state law, you know, whether your allegations of abuse and neglect, we're going to trigger a guardian. You, in my experience, you're going to see judges say, well, let's just appoint a guardian. And I'm like, well, there are no allegations of abuse or neglect, judge. I don't think we need one. Well, let's appoint one anyway. And we know why. It's because the judge doesn't want to deal with it. So you may be stuck with it. But, you know, I've said it before, and not to, to denigrate the, the position, and I, I'm curious your thoughts, but I said, like, might as well hire a plumber, you know, because I'm not trained. I'm not a trained psychiatrist, psychologist, custody evaluator, albeit guardians have to go through training but they're lawyers and, and they're not psychologists or psychiatrists. They can't dig. They're not qualified to do it. They're, they're just glorified mediators who have investigative power, right? Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that's the key thing to hear about the guardian first off is they are, they are an attorney. And as an attorney with a psychology degree like myself, I know I'm not qualified uh, to, to make psychological testing and recommendations and yet most of the guardian ad litems you will encounter, they don't have a psychological background of any sort. And they are just investigating, putting down information into their report and making what they believe to be a conclusion about the best interest of your child. And the best thing you can do is give them uh, as much information as possible that could possibly assist you in getting a good recommendation. But you're right, they're not always well-founded recommendations. And that's really another piece too, potentially how to attack guardian ad litem reports in the event you receive one that's, that's not either accurate, which has definitely happened to me in the past, or is just, just not a good conclusion for, for your case. Yeah, and we don't always have the perfect client. And so guardians are human and they are derailed by emotion and they may not like your client and they may not like them and, and their recommendations you know, maybe subconsciously, unconsciously dictated by that. And just like judges, it's about appearance, presentation. So what is it that guardians are going to ask from guys uh, during this process? Well, there's usually a, a first interview, which I think, and I know you agree, Scott, is probably the most important thing you're going to do in a case with the guardian. And the big recommendation um, I always have is first, be prepared. So with that, what do I mean by that? Um, I think you need to know what the guardian is actually charged with doing. Each state has a statute which provides what the guardian is supposed to do, what information the guardian is supposed to look into, and ultimately what kind of a recommendation they can make, whether it be just on the time you spend with kids, whether it be on legal custody type issues. And you need to understand that. So talking to your attorney before you talk to the guardian is key. And I, I even suggest doing a mock interview with your attorney, making sure that you understand how this will look. Um, some key points I always have, um, you know, first one I have is tell the truth. That seems obvious, yeah. but you're in a situation where you're fighting for your kids and you wanna go in and say, I'm awesome, I'm perfect, I'm the best dad. Resist that temptation because your flaws will come out because they talk to both parents, they talk to collateral people admit your flaws. I, I'm not a perfect parent. I know you're not a perfect parent. So you have to admit that when you talk to the guardian, be prepared to talk, to tell the truth, but be child focused while you're focusing on your own shortcomings, potentially um, you there's a temptation to also focus on your, on your uh, a significant other or the mother. Uh, so there's flaws. Don't do that. Focus on the best interests of your child why there are things that are important, um, how you relate with your child, what the things that uh, your home offers your child that 
maybe mom's home doesn't have, what your involvement with school has been, what your involvement with doctors has been. Focus on your relationship with your child. Do you need to be also candid about the things that, that mom has shortcomings on? Absolutely, but that's not the focus. The focus is supposed to be um, child, child focused and just thinking about how you can come up with a plan that will be in your child's best interest. Yeah. And so many times clients say, well, I'm gonna go talk to the guardian and um, you know, I, I'm gonna tell them what I want. And I said, well, what do you want? Well, I want equal time. Okay, that, that's not enough. We need to know what days of the week, why. You're the football coach on Thursday nights, you want Thursdays. Um, you know, you, you do this activity every other Saturday, that's the weekend you want. We need to make sure we're considering, again, a schedule that's based in what's best for the child um, and a schedule that will be something that ultimately is a long-term solution and will work well. Um, and part of that is you have to know your child's routine, you have to know their doctors, you have to know their school, and you have to really be prepared to not only speak to that, but potentially provide information, report cards, doctor's records, things that will be persuasive to the guardian. So the guardian will understand why you are so invested in this child and why you think this plan is so important for your child. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. You know, it is, it's funny, you know, been doing this for, I was trying to figure out, it's 28 years now. And I can tell you how many times I've seen an attorney um, not prep their client in advance of the guardian meeting. And, and it's like anything. If reality, if everything and everything you care about, money, property, kids is on the line, everything you've worked for, you should prepare. I mean, imagine, here we're coming up on Super Bowl weekend. Imagine Tom Brady and uh, Patrick Mahomes going, eh. I'm not going to prepare. Let's not practice for the next two weeks. We got this. Really? And, and what's all at stake for them is far less than what's at stake for guys, right? And But so they prepare. And, I mean, they are spending – the coaches are spending probably – they're working 70 hours a week uh, preparing for something that is in large part irrelevant. It's a game. Right. So, you know, it's, it, I mentioned tax return. We spend more time on our tax returns than we do and things that are important. So as, as yes. you were talking through – candid you know, responses and, and being prepared. It is about preparation, meeting with your client. What do you wear? What do you say? What do you look? How aggressive are you? You know, your demeanor, uh, all of that's important, right? Absolutely. And it's really important to, to, to be respectful of the guardian. Be on time. Mm -hmm. Pay the bill if it, the way it's ordered by the court order. Remember, as you said, this is just another human being sitting across from you, either in person or on Zoom nowadays. And this person will look at you and, and make judgments. And whether it's conscious or subconscious, and it's important you do everything you can to give them the best possible opinion of you. And one of the things I, I recommend as well is when you leave that first meeting, take notes, maybe even in the park. Write down what happened. Write down what was said. And share that information with your attorney. So many times I have I follow up with a client of several days, a week later, and I say, how was the guardian visit? I never heard from them after the visit. And it's really important that, that again, just like anything in our representation, we work on this as a team. 
Yeah. We can't handle a case without our clients being involved and they can't handle some of these facets without us being involved. So remember, you want to share that information too and making sure that we have the opportunity to assist because there won't just be that one meeting. There's mm -hmm. lots of follow-ups um, and you know, you'll have to be, again, responsive to the guardian, making sure you, if they email you or they ask for a release or they ask for other information, respond, get the information. Um, and again, clue your attorney in. And if you have questions, making sure you say, hey, Dorothy, before I sign this release, is it okay? Should I, yeah. should I sign this? Or, you know, am I allowed to do this? And I have questions. You know, that's what we're here for. And if we're not being involved in the process, it becomes difficult for us to give our best advice. So, yeah. I mean, it's, and, you know, I love the idea of taking notes. And I've, I've said that. Go to the Guardian and say, hey, you don't, because if you don't ask and say, do you mind if I take some notes? But I think I always say qualified, saying, look, this is my first time going through a divorce. I, I love your input. And, and as we talk, I'd love to make some notes because I want to make sure I'm doing the right things. And, you know, if you have some to-do lists for me, I want to make some notes. I don't want to forget this, you know, this important conversation. So now you've changed the dynamic from the guardian thinking you're taking notes to use against them and being weird to working with them. You're organized, you're, in, you're engaged, you know, and that's hugely important. And again, it's about posturing. It's about having your attorney do something like that to kind of help you get to the point where you can advance your case. I think that's huge. So let me jump to the recommendation as we kind of wrap, getting close to wrapping up. So what does the recommendation look like typically? What, you know, what is the power of the guardian? How far can they go? So it, definitely the recommendation is important. And I would suggest to take the cart before the horse in this situation. Mm -hmm review the recommendation, a sample of one before the interview. It will help you understand what they're looking at. So normally what each guardian will do is they will go through statutory factors. Obviously those vary by state, but the core ones are looking at um, what has been the child's involvement with each parent, what is the sort of network that each, that each parent has to support them, which parent is most likely to uh, provide uh, parenting time to the other one. Those kinds of factors, they're very universal, and those should be things you're talking about with your attorney very early in the case anyway, because those are the custody factors. So the guardian ad litem will analyze those and then ultimately reach conclusions they are authorized to reach by law or by order. Uh, so again, you really want to understand what this is focused on. Is this only focused on decision-making? Is this only focused on parenting time? Or is this focused on both? Because again, that will impact how you interact with the guardian. Um, and you really want to be prepared to understand what they're recommending so you can get them the information they need. And you can, as you said, let them know how, how invested you are in the process. Yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, these judges, when I mean, they get this recommendation, I'm telling you, it can be like a you know fait accompli, uh, and sometimes judges don't touch it; they, they adopt it entirely. Um, yes. Working with the guardian, hey, you know, again, having your own proposal, what can I do? You know, I'd like you know, and but being reasonable. I mean, I think that's kind of the, the as we end this is kind of the thought process is just working with them and trying to now they may not be your best friend; they may turn against you because I always put this picture, this dynamic as you're listening to this podcast. When you go to trial, there are usually two tables, one for the husband and one for the wife and their attorneys. Uh, now you have a guardian. So where's that guardian going to sit? They're going to sit on one side or the other. And in, in reality, it's not just a chair of convenience. It's a chair of alignment. So sometimes if they're on your side, now you've got two attorneys working against the other side. You know, If you're in that situation, it's kind of what you want. You want to have them on your side and helping you uh, achieve the goals that you've set forth, right? 
I agree. And you're so right. It does alter the dynamic of the case so considerably. So that's why, again, being prepared, my motto here, being prepared is so important before you uh, launch into a GAL investigation. Well, Dorothy, thanks for joining and uh, quick tips on guardian ad litems and what's going on and what to do. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you. We'll continue to tune in twice each week as we bring you this podcast and try to bring you more information for guys before, during, and after divorce. And as I mentioned earlier, don't forget, check out our virtual town hall coming up in February and every month in 2021 as we've been doing for the last year, where you can log in live, join a panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys, ask questions, get answers, what more you ask for, it's a great opportunity. Check us out on social, go to our website, cordellcordell.com and give us a call, 866-DADS-LAW. So until next time, have a great weekend.